So welcome to the third in our series of three about sugar detox and this particular call is about eating. Yay, eating real food and what low glycemic means and especially since on this program you're eating one meal low glycemic from day one, you do really get an accelerated course in what low glycemic is and, and Kay, I'm going to have you just begin just with your experience because You've been doing this this week. You've been using that one meal a day. And, and just I think it would be really helpful for you to share what your experience is and what you've learned about how to integrate that one meal and, and what right. the variety. So go ahead and share Okay. That. Yeah. So I was um, – I had done the reset in the past, a couple years ago maybe, and I – you know, my my heart and uh, my heart and stomach weren't in it. <laughs> so, uh, as much as they were this time, I was better prepared this time, uh, and in a couple ways. And one was just making sure I had the right groceries on hand, and uh, because the variety and and experiencing the variety of the different vegetables that I don't normally eat and protein too, and having them on hand and easily accessed and um, made a big difference, you know. And so that, and it was just more creative and interesting to try different things. And then the low glycemic meal, I really enjoyed this time getting creative. Um, you know, you, Karen, on your website, you have, uh, or you share with us different recipes, which is great. And I just um, have really had fun with mixing together kind of a stir fries with the different uh vegetables and and proteins and uh seasonings and so your taste buds really get <laughs> something new and you're really tasting the food it really does uh you know when you're just doing the sugar you're just it, everything is deadened kind of your sense of taste and your sense of smell you know and you might notice you know like carbs don't you know, except if it's maybe fresh bread, but otherwise carbs don't really smell good either. <laughs> but when you're cooking fresh vegetables and stuff like that, the aromas even are what beautiful and the colors are pretty. It's not just all beige and white. <laughs> and, uh, um, so I've had a lot of fun this time. I really look forward to my local glycemic meal. I do mine at supper because that's how it worked out best for me. But um, yeah, and so I just really make it a fun, creative time. Great, and I loved that you mentioned seasonings because we haven't mentioned that. The whole variety of seasonings, spices, do you use any particular spices that you like or any brand that you like? You know, I didn't go, I didn't do a lot of shopping to get too many unique ones. I know there's so many out there, but just using, um, you know, a little bit of red pepper. I have the red pepper, even a little garlic. I don't usually cook. Um, honestly, it, it's gotten me to start cooking for my meals, which is wonderful. So um, I'm still kind of novice at it. I wouldn't call myself a, you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest, so I know how to make hot dish. <laughs> so, you know, that that's what I came through. So this has been interesting just to use some little cumin and a little, uh, you know, a little parsley in there and a little uh, oregano and garlic. I just added all kinds of things to see. And a little sriracha. I love hot sauce um, and spice. And I've been loving onions with everything. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. Yes. 
I love grilled cooked onions. Oh, my gosh, yes. And you I know found um, mm-hmm. Mrs. Dash, there's a spice that you can get called Mrs. Oh. Dash that's salt-free. Yep. And yep. they have yep. such a variety. They have the southwestern and the hot yep. chili and the lemon pepper, and it creates a completely different flavor on your vegetables and protein. And, and you know what else that's good on? I'm sorry to interrupt. That's I get so excited. That's also really good on cottage cheese. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. And I dip huh. my vegetables in, but I use Mrs. Dash. I forgot about that. And then I dip mm. a carrot in there or cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Or just eat plain. I mean, or just eat with a spoon. But. Mm-hmm. And you've um, you also mentioned how simple it can be. So. Um, I think some people are afraid of cooking because it seems like it's complicated. But when you break it down to what we've learned through the sugar detox program, where mm-hmm. it's a protein and a whole carbohydrate. I don't like to say good and bad carbohydrate, but a whole, right. H W H O L E. So you've got your vegetables or your salad and you've got your protein. So how hard can that be? And then with your variety, with all these different spices, you can make it a whole different uh, mm-hmm. taste for your protein. And the salad, and I forgot one of the things I love in my salad is fresh cilantro. Ooh, it yum. Is delicious. And it gives the salad quite a little bump. It just uh, mm-hmm. it is absolutely delicious. I even have some fancy scissors that I cut the cilantro with her <laughs> cutting scissors. That uh, makes it easy to cut. I know some people use parsley. Cilantro is it's just it's so delicious, and of course it's so healthy for you. And I squeeze some lemon in there, and I make my own salad dressing. So this is, and again, it's right. so simple. And when I make it, people, and I take it to someone's house, because whenever I go to to someone's house for for any kind of dinner, I'm always asked to bring the salad because I'm just such the salad queen and I make my own salad dressing, Mm. which is equal parts of balsamic vinegar, extra virgin Mm -hmm. olive oil, and Dijon mustard. Equal parts. Yes. It is so easy. And I put it in a little salad shaker that I've got from Target that has a little, at the top it's got a pouring spout so that I make it, I make it thinking that I'm going to use it for about Mm. three days. And I just keep it in the fridge. And people love it. It's uh, and it's so easy, just so easy to make. So extra virgin olive oil, balsamic vinegar, and Dijon mustard, and then mix them all together. And then in my salad, I put everything you can imagine. And I'm I'm someone that likes to get things already pre-cut if I can. So I'll go to mm-hmm. the to Target to um, or wherever you go for your veggies, Trader Joe's, or even my local supermarket down the road, and they already have uh, cut up carrots and onions and celery. It's already cut up, so I just throw that in with the greenest lettuce I can find and beautiful cucumbers and little cherry tomatoes and cilantro, which gives it a really amazing flavor, and sometimes I get uh, the little um, green bean sprouts that you can get. Mm-hmm. That's how much time I have to just mix it all together. And then I make a whole big one, and I, I take the salad dressing separately, but I always keep right. some because I've always got a salad in the fridge. 
And just you know, yesterday, mm-hmm. I got some mm-hmm. chicken. I went to Trader Joe's and I saw they sell free-range organic chicken already cooked and sliced. Oh, nice. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you always know. got to have protein mm-hmm. on hand. Right, exactly. And that was the other thing I did. I did pre-cook, I cooked ahead of time on Sunday night. I cooked up chicken and some lean uh, uh, a lean steak to slice up, and I kind of put that in a stir fry one time. And so I had I even had some crumbled bacon just to oh. throw on top of things. And so then I was but you know one of the things that this is a weird little thing that I do broccoli and cauliflower. I would end up throwing away so much of that even before this. You know, I'd buy the bag or whatever, get it and clean it, but it. I'd never eat it all. So what I started to do was I chop it. I don't like the big florets unless they're, you know, I like them thinner. I mean, I like them more chopped up. Just to, So I chop them up in my, um, real finely with a knife and get them kind of crumbly. And then if you th- throw them in with a stir fry or, and they're just more, it becomes more of a dish then instead of just big chunks of broccoli in there and cauliflower. And then, it, or you can, th- I throw those, uh, the chopped raw broccoli and cauliflower crumbles onto my salad with other stuff. And it's like it becomes a crouton. You forget it's even a vegetable. At least in my mind, that's how it works. I don't know if it translates for everyone, but I just love that. That's been a mm. really fun thing for me. So I thought I'd share it. Wonderful. And have you ever tried spaghetti squash or zucchini squash? Yes. 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 The spaghetti I got squash the, is mm-hmm. fabulous. And I got the little noodle maker for the zucchini. You did. Isn't it yes, just the greatest I, gadget? Yeah. You know, a little huh. bit of that in a pan with some, a little olive oil and just a little bit of pesto. And it, it tastes like you're eating a, a fancy uh, Italian noodles. Right, and all you have to do is say you had that cooked chicken already, throw that in with it, yep. and throw that in. There's your yep, meal. Exactly. Of course, what we're not having is bread and, and rice and potatoes, which just are a, a habit that we right. used to have, but now we've got this rich variety of other vegetables that we mm-hmm. use as our primary go-to instead of the bread. Now, I'm going to give you my favorite recipe and I actually made it today and I make a whole batch of it and I snack on it throughout the day and that's cauliflower fried rice. Have you made that yet? No, you mentioned it, but I'm anxious. I haven't seen the recipe. Yes. And Nancy, have you ever made that cauliflower fried rice? No, no. Okay. So there's the easy way to do it, which is to buy the cauliflower already riced, can you believe? So, and I'm sure there's other places you can go to, but Trader Joe's is really close to me, so I buy a bag of cauliflower fried rice. I'm going to post this on the the Facebook page so that you see all the ingredients, because I get all the ingredients from Trader Joe's. The cauliflower fried rice, the cut-up, there's a, a jar of cut-up uh, carrots, onions, and celery, toasted sesame oil, which gives it a real yummy taste mm. flavor, and I use... Um, tamari, which is a gluten-free soy sauce, uh, and of course, olive oil. So the first thing I do is I just put olive oil in the pan and uh, heat heat up 
soften out the carrots and celery and onion. And then I throw in garlic because, and I actually get the cubed garlic. You can get frozen cubed garlic from Trader Joe's. So you just take a little, kind of like in an ice cube. So it's this is really oh. a shortcut version. Of course, I love to crush my own garlic, but and you can if you have time. But you can mm-hmm. I could make this in ten minutes. Throw the vegetables in with the olive oil. Cook that till they're a little soft. Then I throw the bag of riced cauliflower in there. And I put the toasted sesame oil for flavor. The, the rice cauliflower takes, I'd say, about 10 minutes to cook just because you want it a little soft. And the more you make this, of course, the more you learn what your consistency is. And you mix that all around. Then I throw in edamame. Oh, yeah, I forgot that edamame was also in it. And it's shelled edamame. Right. So you don't want to be having to take the edamame no. Out of the shell. Yeah. That's going to add be, to your time. That'd be awkward. Yeah. And then when that's all cooked around, I throw in tamari for taste. You know, I just taste it, see how I like it. And so you've got that toasted sesame oil and the tamari and the edamame. And seriously, people love it. I made it uh, when we had people to our house last Sunday. And they said, you can't tell the difference. This tastes like fried rice. Mm-hmm. Amazing. When you could add chicken to that. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in fact, I, uh, for a neighbor, um, you know when, I don't know if you do this, but if someone gets sick in your street and you do this yep. rotation where you take a dish, well, I took it. I took this, I made it earlier in the week and took a big batch, and I gave them all the ingredients because I wasn't sure what their food preferences were. And I said, if you, so for protein, you can add egg, you can add chicken, you can add tofu. It's already got edamame, which mm-hmm. has a little protein. But you just make it to your own style, and it's so easy. And it is delicious. Well, I, I think they also have a cauliflower that recipe that's like a mashed potato, don't they? That's, that's what I make. Yeah. yeah that's oh, do you, that you do that, Nancy? How do you make that? I just um, try to get the florets in a similar size, and I put them in a saucepan with some water and kind of steam cook them. Um, they they release a lot of water too, so I don't um, I don't put a lot of water in the pan. Um, and after a while, I stir it occasionally, and then I take the lid off and let the water evaporate and keep testing it to make sure it's soft enough. And it gets to the point where I can take a potato masher and mash the cauliflower. Um, I could use um, some kind of a blender to make it smoother like potatoes. But um, my family's gotten used to these, you know, a little bit uh, chunky uh, mashed cauliflower. And it looks like mashed potatoes. Um, you can add butter, salt, and pepper to it. Tastes like ta- you can you can imagine that it's a potato, just like you can <laughs> cool. imagine that it's rice in the in the right. um, fried uh, rice. Um, and it just it it's so healthy. That's yeah, wonderful. And you could use some yogurt if you've ever tried some. Some oh. uh, green yogurt to make it mm-hmm. smooth and creamy, but oh. as you said, you, your family likes it chunky, so that's great. Right, uh, right. 
But just um, adding salt and pepper, and you'd be amazed at the wonderful taste that cauliflower has, I think, when it's cooked. Mm-hmm. And when you're not dipping when you're not dipping it in ranch, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're actually yeah. enjoying it. Or, or smothering it with cheese sauce. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. it's a really good vegetable on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The many uses of cauliflower. The, another really popular recipe is cauliflower pizza, where you use yeah. the cauliflower as the, the base. Have you done that? I as the crust, yeah. As the crust, yes, as the crust. I haven't done it, but I've heard about it. Yes, it's one of the most popular recipes on the um, Sugar Buster Forum. Someone's always mm-hmm. asking for that mm-hmm. recipe, the cauliflower, they call it cauliflower crust pizza. So you can see how mm-hmm. you can really, and that's why I love having this kind of conversation, is we're talking about making small changes. We're not being deprived. We're actually adding to the flavor I find once I'm eating all these rich, tasty, real foods, the rice, the white rice and the white spaghetti, mm-hmm. they just have no taste. It's like cardboard. Mm. Oh, the well, other yeah, thing like I, I made, said, yeah, they don't smell either when you think about it. It's right, weird. Right, right. Like I said, I love that. You said all of the senses are engaged. The taste, right. the texture, the smell. Um, kale chips. Here's another great recipe because mm-hmm. uh, I know some people say, oh, but I like chips. Well, potato chips suggest using potatoes, but you can make zucchini mm-hmm. chips, you can make carrot chips, you can make kale chips. And the secret with kale, because the, the leaf is kind of tough, that you get lucinda kale, I find, is one of the best ones. And then I, oh. I crimp it up into little pieces, and I put it in a bowl with olive oil and some pepper, and I leave it overnight so that the kale absorbs oh. the oil. Makes a big difference. And then I just okay. stick the oven on like 400 degrees, 350, 400 degrees. And uh, you only cook them for about 10 minutes because they're really thin. And keep it an eye on them. Fast. Yeah. So it's really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Really fast. Mm. Oh, so you put those too, Nancy. Yes. Yes. And I did it once, but I wasn't very successful. So I like your idea. I mean, they were okay, but this sounds better. You got to be careful. And the first, first right. few I made, I bombed because it's, yeah. they're so delicate. <laughs> You've got to get the temperature and the timing really right. But then I'll mm-hmm. just love them. And then I make roasted Brussels sprouts the same. I actually buy yes. the Brussels sprouts cut up again if I'm in a hurry. I, I it, it costs a little more when you have you buy these things already cut, but. Uh, it, it pays with time, I think. So mm-hmm. I buy the Brussels sprouts already cut in half, and then I put them in olive oil and pepper. 450 degrees in the oven. takes about 30 minutes for those because Brussels sprouts are a little firmer. Roast mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts. Oh, my gosh, they're so delicious, and everybody likes them. And my husband hated Brussels sprouts growing up, and he was very resistant to trying these, but now he actually asks me to make them. They're so good. They are nummy. I have introduced my sister and I introduced the rest of my family. You know, we grew up on a farm, uh, a Lutheran farmer, so a lot of white bread, a lot of all that. So we inter- she had had that too, and we had at the last couple get-togethers the Brussels sprouts, and uh, I love them when they get kind of caramelized. You know, from the I like them a little 
not burnt, but I like them a little singed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crispy on the on the outer leaves. Yeah. Yeah, those outer leaves. And I do the same with. I'll get the bag of broccoli and cauliflower. Do the same thing. Toss them in olive oil and a little bit of salt and pepper, and put them in there. And they get crunchy on the outside too. And I like them. I'll eat. They're like I. I noticed, well, my Lord, I just ate a whole bunch of broccoli and cauliflower without thinking about it because I just love that texture, I guess, and a little bit of salt. Beautiful. There's so many ways that we can stay healthy, and that's one of the reasons I love the fact that we have sought a meal from the beginning is that we, we you're in this pattern, and then the, the low glycemic shakes that you're having are very convenient for a busy mm-hmm. lifestyle, um, but we're still having that real food and and learning about snacking, which is also a key part. I, I bought some jicama cut up from Trader Joe's the other day. I find jicama particularly hard to take that skin off. It's such a tough skin. It takes forever to Yeah. To I have never had it. Oh, it's delicious. Oh. It tastes like an apple. When you crunch into it, it's oh. um, like an apple. Vegetable. You know, I had an apple the other day for a snack. I cut it just a pretty thin little uh, slice, ha- cut the apple in half and then cut another little slice off. And I put some of the natural peanut butter on there and um, I had some cashews. And I put that on there and it was, that was, it was really good. <laughs> it was so pretty too. I'm going, oh, look yeah. how cute that is. Yeah. And I bet the apple was sweet. <laughs> When you take yeah, away it, a lot of the sweetness, fruit becomes right. so sweet. Yeah. 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 Yep, that's true. Your taste buds waking up. I think they're not they're kinda like they're asleep otherwise from the yes. sugar. Yeah. Nancy, did you have any questions? Um just a comment and and then a question. Um uh, so I was just at the grocery store and I really limited myself to um, uh, fruits and vegetables, and um, I need and and more yogurt because I had gone through the yogurt, and I purposely avoided all of the inner aisles of the store. Mm. And it's interesting because the fruits and vegetables and uh, produce and dairy yep. are all on the outsides of these grocery stores, so that it seems like the things in the middle are, <laughs> are the um, are the heavy carbs and heavy sugar. Um, I mean, that's where they're placed and, and at the end caps of grocery stores. Right. Um, so if I can just, when I go grocery shopping now, if I can kind of stay to the outside aisles, I think I'll be a better shopper and less tempted. There you go. That's, that's Yeah. Isn't it um, funny that the things in the middle of the grocery store are the things that end up in the middle of your waist? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's many aisles of those things. <laughs> yes, and there's many little rolls in my tummy. <laughs> um, oh. The other thing, and again, this is only my day two, but I um, went too long without eating um, mm. this morning, and I've kind of paid for it. I've been half snacking all afternoon on on healthy things, but I just can't seem to get satisfied. And I and I 
went too long and I didn't have a snack this morning. So I had a shake and I went um, five hours with nothing in between. And that was too long. That's a long time. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah. So I've paid for it. So, um, yeah, and there was nothing I could do. It was a yoga class that that got um, kind of rescheduled and everything, and I wasn't prepared, so I just went. um, But I know now that I just really have to, especially on these shakes, keep keep food going. With you, Um, yes. And five hours is way too long. I think you recommended between two and three hours. Exactly. Which I think is uh-huh. good. And uh, what I do is I buy these raw almonds and I put them in little baggies, about 14 in a bag so that I portion them out. And I put them in my handbag for those kinds of occasions where mm-hmm. you, you're you out longer than you expect. And almonds, nuts, they're just so durable. You know, you've always got them. And I portion them out because I can also overeat on nuts, so I make the little portion in the bag. Hmm, good idea. Yeah. yeah. And so the bars, too. The bars are very convenient to have in your handbag. So we've just always got to be prepared. And uh, then you can have your snack and feel satisfied. And what happens when you had those five hours and what you experienced, Nancy, was your blood sugar started to drop, and then your body kind of went into stress mode. So so it's it signaled the hunger signal. It didn't want you to do that again. So um, that's what you're experiencing. And good learning and a great lesson. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're both doing fabulously. Both doing yeah. so well. I love the conversation that, uh, that we've, we've had that we can really uh, learn how to make food easily and with great taste because that's the mm-hmm. key doing this long term is the new lifestyle and right. you really don't need we don't need bread and we don't need rice and these high glycemic foods um, but we do need to be prepared with the other things mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting I think it's oh, I'm sorry I think it's interesting too, Nancy, like when you said, you know, you you got hungry. For me, when I have gotten when I've gotten to the point of when I'm hungry, I'm going, "Oh, I'm hungry." And it's it's actually because my tummy is empty. <laughs> exactly. It's, exactly. It's not I'm not bored or I'm not frustrated huh? or um I'm really I'm going, hungry. Yeah, and it's kind of a you know, I don't stay there too long, but it's kind of a unique thing to me. I'm like, I rarely was hungry before. I had blood sugar drops and I would eat. I was uncomfortable. So I would eat the wrong choices and I would, you know, satisfy me for a second. Then I'd be uncomfortable later and, you know, the the roller coaster. But there's a clean, there's a clean, there's a more, a cleaner feeling to this hunger, isn't there? Yeah, if you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's a cleaner it's a physiological yeah. hunger, which a lot of times right. we've never experienced because foods are readily available, and we're usually eating, like you said, for other reasons. We're bored or right. we're tired or we're angry, uh, so we never yeah. experience true hunger. Yeah, so I think that's interesting because then I had that where I'm going, oh, you know, I was kind of caught up in my work, and I all of a sudden I got kind of hungry, and I went, ooh, i got to watch the oh. time. What time is it? Time for a snack. And then I go and had celery with some peanut butter and I think I, I think I I forget maybe a couple grapes 
maybe, I don't even know, but something. And I went, and then I went, I had some water and I'm going, oh, well, I'm not hungry anymore. Okay. Well, that was, in, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That was good. Whole new thing. Whole new world. I, I am well, happy that this is seven days versus five. I think those extra couple of days help um, continue the pattern. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. And what are you going to do after the seven days, Nancy? Um, I would like to, to try to do uh, two meals with one shake for okay. the rest of the, for about 30 days. That's kind of my goal, because I think after 30 days, I will have um, really set um, a, a good pattern to follow and and also feel better about myself, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my head is clearer, even in the second day. Um, I have some uh, some important uh, emails to write for next week, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and just banging those out. I think, um, yeah, I think my head is is um, clear, and I can do things more efficiently. Good for you. That is yeah. fabulous. Mm-hmm. That is fabulous. So one of the resources I would recommend, I know if you've seen it yet, it's on my website. It's called um, Low Glycemic Meals in Minutes. It's a really great cookbook, Low Glycemic Meals in Minutes, just to give you some other ideas. But you can also go online, of course, and get all kinds cool. of low glycemic recipes. And, of course, the Facebook group. So I'm just going to switch off the recording.